Here we go. Here we go. I hope hope that doesn't get in. Welcome to the Now You're Playing With Podcast. It's a podcast where we go over the Nintendo Power Magazines beginning to end. We are currently diving into the nice, tasty issue number <laughs> number 11. It's delicious. It, it is. I actually, I really like using the word tasty as like a, a, a adverb. Would that? No. Uh, it's an adjective, right? Adjective. Fuck, I'm really out of date with <laughs> Adverb would modify a verb. Quickly, that's an that's adverb. Right. That's correct. I, I, I honestly think I could use like tastily. Tastily would be the adverb nice form tasty. of tasty. A nice. I was. I took a nice tasty sprint this morning. <laughs> I think it's still an adjective in that case. Because sprint is a noun. I really. I think I need to watch like an hour long grammar video to like brush up because I've forgotten everything. Um, but okay, so I'm a little sidetracked. <laughs> uh, I, I am Brett. I'm a grammar master. Uh, from Los Angeles, a little 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 comedy boy, uh, joined by my co-host. I'm Weston. Um, I'm a writer, but I'm terrible at grammar. Uh, if my copy editor is to be believed, yeah, and I'm also like a horrible speller. I get like made fun of for. I'm like I, I'm a bad enough speller. I get bullied for it. <laughs> and, as long as somebody's there to fix your mistakes. Yeah, no, give them money to fix your. I mean, mistakes. it's like a GPS. It's kind of an outdate. You don't really need to know how to spell nowadays with technology. Um, That's right. Um, and then we're joined by... I'm KP Parker. Ooh, KP, I, welcome. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, here we go. Uh, you... I, but yeah, I, I probably immediately have a question. Like, do you have any affinity for anything, like any of these games? Like, did you... Do you know... You like, agreed you, to come on the show. Yes, <laughs> Do I did. you like video games? So I do now like video yeah. games for sure. I think at the time of this issue when I wasn't born yet, but (laughs) I don't think I have a humongous knowledge base of these nineties games, original ones, but I get, it's like nice to see where the games I like came from. So I feel like I have uh, knowledge. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, cause I also was not born yet. And so, um, it is in like these. I like. I'm a. I'm a like. I always liked the history of video. Like I was yep. always kind of like a little nerd. Like I liked the history of video games as a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, this more so is like I'm diving in more than I ever thought I would. So it's kind of cool getting like a history of video games and kind of watching. Like we're reading every magazine and we're kind of watching video games transform. Totally which is really neat. I think. Yeah, and like what the new thing is, and you're like now you're like, oh my god, you guys didn't have, you know. 3D, even. (laughs) But like, had to explain Tetris in a previous issue. Like, here's how Tetris works. Yeah. I like, like, whatever is cutting edge for them is like, oh, yeah, they needed to get to that point so that we could have Oculus. Level it. Yep. (laughs) Uh, What was I going to say? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, I I was alive when this magazine came out, uh, unlike you guys, but this was. You were like twenty. Yeah, I was like, I was twenty three. Uh, I was. You were my age. University of Tennessee, um, <laughs> studying law. Studying Mario law. Now, this, this is like. 
Uh, I did flunk out. Thank you. I wasn't going to say that, but since you're going to call me out on it, uh, is, games didn't make sense to me when I was six. So this yeah. is yeah, like none of this stuff. Going back to it's been really weird. Like last issue was the first Nintendo Power I was ever gifted. Uh, in mm. I was so the parents wanted to give me a Nintendo console for Christmas. They were sold out everywhere, so I got a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got one for my birthday, but like. Yeah, going back to read these, I'm like, oh, this is a little different than I remember it. Yeah. yeah. I had a magazine subscription. This is not related to video games, but That's fine. same exact thing was uh, couldn't get an American Girl. So just for three <laughs> years, I had to have American Girl magazine as a reminder of, oh, <laughs> of what I couldn't you- have. <laughs> that was my was exactly yes. the same relationship with this. Do you think there was any level that's scratching the itch for you? A hundred percent, honestly. Oh, okay, I really. like really would... I would. I was a big like craft kid, and I still am <laughs> as an adult. But I would cut out each item and then kind of make paper dolls. At least I was like, oh I can't. no! <laughs> <laughs> like, like you would like tape a face onto it. <laughs> well, it was just kind of like you know a hodgepodge scenario where I was like, all my friends are here <laughs> making an American Girl doll. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's really funny. It would absolutely scratch an itch. I mean, capitalism as a youth, you just want to buy everything. <laughs> buy and I mean, we were cut, I mean, this magazine especially, yes. like it's very, because uh, we're coming out of the 80s. Yeah. So it's very much like, look at all the stuff you can buy. And yeah. look at all the bright colors. I mean, each page you're just like, the the colors are trying to make you buy. There's I, so know, many yeah. delightful things. It, it feels like there should have been more regulation on this stuff. Cause like, <laughs> there were even like moments where they were like, uh, uh, asking the kid, Hey, what's the next f- six games you're going to buy? Oh and you're, I'm just God. like, you're just already like putting in their brain that they need six games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause the contest at the back is mm-hmm. a reader survey. So they are just taking this. And this was like, if not the biggest magazine in the country at the time, one of the biggest and Nintendo was like 80% of the games market. So they were just sucking up all this data yeah. on, and it was theirs. It was theirs alone. <laughs> this is their magazine. Yeah. 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 So we got the, the, the cover for this one. It's like, uh, like kind of like known as one of the best. Bum, bum, bum. The cover. <laughs> That's a little late, but yeah. Sorry. What are we going to say? Yeah. Well, yeah, so Super Mario Bros. Three, a lot of people would say is like the best game of all time, mm. and that's that's the cover. We got a cool, certainly little... one of the best Nintendo games. Easy, yeah. And I, I think that'd be more of like a historical decision. It'd be like choosing that as the best game because of its influence. But yeah. that, like, this is this is like a fucking classic. And they've got the cool claymation cover, and uh, that's the cover of this magazine. Here's another reference to uh, the collector, the art of Nintendo Power. This figurine of mm. Raccoon Mario on the cover is uh, is a physical thing that he actually has in his collection. Oh. So these these are like they made these clay models for Nintendo Power covers are really common. A lot of that stuff's lost to time, but yeah, a lot of little figurines and dioramas mm. still that, exist. KP is an artsy person. What, yep. what, what are you on claymation figure? Like, what, how do you wow. feel about little clay figurines? Like, if you uh, were to like go to a store and see a little clay person, would yeah. you, are it cool or lame? Right. I mean. I think you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> to me, is it yes? I love those little guys. Yeah. Golly, yes. do I love them. I, I mean, precious moments. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at artistry at work here. This is shiny, friendly, adorable, 
I mean, I'm drawn in. I love little clay figures. I love little guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mario's got a really dewy complexion. Very. Like, he's, he's a good looking guy. Yep. And this probably foreshadows the fact that we now know he is 27 officially. Oh, okay. oh yeah. There's old Mario. Is. Okay. There, that, yeah, that's that's in this magazine. Now, they, and they've got four little figurines, and I'm going to give a little shout out to the little son character. Yep. There's a little son that with a son uh, of a bitch. He's like angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. That one's probably my favorite. So this is also great timing. I, for the first time ever, not even for this podcast, played Super Mario Bros. 3 last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Just completely separate. Completely separate. Really bored at home for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Had to find anything. Plugged in a Wii with, I would say, mold and dust on it. (laughs) Don't even know when we got a Wii. Plugged it in and played a little Super Mario Bros. 3. Then got on a whole train of, are Tanookis real? They are. (gasps) Tanukis oh. are real animals. Oh, in it? Japan or just wow. in Japan? And yeah. they're man, you guys gotta look it up. They are the <laughs> cutest little things. So they're raccoons, but also bears. They are just so darn cute. So it's like kind of like a hybrid, or they look fake. <laughs> but Wikipedia me. article's title is Japanese raccoon dog. Talking yeah. about me not being able to spell. That took me, about, <laughs> took me a good minute. Oh, they look to, to Don't they look incredible? Whoa. It's no red panda, but it's definitely I, cool. It's close. That's a cool animal. Very cool. So? I, uh... I don't know. I'm may- maybe I'm just excited by a new animal. I don't know. At 30 years old, for me to find an animal I never heard of, uh, that's fun. <laughs> I'm a lifelong learner. <laughs> uh, no, I have to say this is like this is like a cool fucking very cool, cool fucking animal. Very cool. <laughs> Wait a second. This is this guy's awesome. <laughs> Man, I want a clay version of him. What is? What, okay. What's a fun fact about Tanuki's? Oh, see, I, I just learned they were real, too. I only just looked at the picture. That's yeah, okay. all I needed to know was they're they cute, have a cute little face. Cute little plus balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how, how did you like it? The, the Mario Bros. 3? Was it, did it feel like an old ass? Did it feel old? It did. It did feel old, but hard. Yeah, that's a Honestly, hard game. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I, I mistakenly think old games are going to be easy because oh look how far we've come i'm an adult i can do this and then i play i we couldn't get past like level two yeah Uh, yeah. my whole family was trading controllers and we were all like (laughs) this is impossible (laughs) so it was pretty hard but fun yeah i'm with yeah i surprisingly how like it uh especially being a mario like when like mario has me like Unequipped. I'm like I'm like I'm ready for an easy time. Yeah. I'm ready to just blow uh, through it, but uh, not in fucking mm-mm. Mario Bros. Three. Super Mario World is the is the easy Mario that you want to you want to yeah, go back yeah, to. Mario, Mario Three is hard. Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, let's jump inside and take a look at this awesome ad that tells us, guys, Nintendo Power is becoming a monthly magazine. <laughs> Yeah, but like that, it's weird. They, they, the, the the format of it is they're doing like a Nintendo Power, then they do like a big guide for a game, then a, an official Nintendo Power, then like a a, a, a long guide. This is, um, it's how it's how it's the structure. Wait a minute, it. what? Oh, it's still yeah. bi monthly. Okay, so it's still bi monthly, but like on the off months, they'll send you like a Mario Bros. Three, like a full guide on the game. Oh, this sucks. I was going to force you in on the pod into a conversation about us becoming a weekly podcast, but I guess now we can't. <laughs> nope, nope. Sorry. Not going to happen. All right. Never mind. <laughs> uh, All right. We're here. Mailbox. We're here at the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got like 
two that I thought were funny. What is the first one? Um, Brent, I thought was pretty funny. So yeah, this is like, uh, oh right, kids will <laughs> from Erie Pa. Yeah, kids will send in letters, and then Nintendo responds. It's really in an extremely lame way. Usually, they're usually pretty dickish. And Brent, who sent in a letter a couple issues ago, like asked, he's like, "Hey, I asked for like help on the end of the game from a, like a service that I paid for. I like paid for help." And they just told me no. He called the game counselors, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. 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 So he paid call- a service for their whole thing is that you pay money for them to help you. And they just told him no. It's like long distance. The call costs like $10. And then Nintendo responded buckling down. Well, like, well, you should get better at it. You should like buckle down and get better. And that'll be a rewarding process. Uh, and this is like the saddest because he's sending them in like, hey, you didn't give me advice. And I just like I ended up beating it. So thanks for not helping and I'm just like, Brent, get some, co- like, you got shafted, buddy. Mm-hmm. Don't, d- he kind of gives power back to the- <laughs> He, like, says they're right where they just really just said fuck off, and he's, like, thanking them for that so, now. So you are firmly on the side of they should have helped Brent originally, because now he's writing and he's like, you know what? You were right not to mm-hmm. tell me how to beat the game. I learned on my own, and now I can beat it. And yeah. Like, Here's what I'll say. I don't think Brent's real. I think what's more self-serving than making up a guy who needs help and we didn't help him. And that's the moral of the story. I mean, Nintendo looked incredible in this interaction. (laughs) Uh, Anytime we're not helping you, it's on purpose for you. And now everyone can point to that. I think Brent's not real. They made this guy up. It's a false flag. <laughs> yep. yep. Okay. Okay. I buy that. I, yeah, no, Nintendo does do a lot of little, a little tricky maneuver uh-huh. like that. So you, you, you never know. I mean, listen to this last name. Sablowski? <laughs> you think that? The guy's real? It's Brent? Sobolesky, right? Sobol- that, that's, a, oh, all right. that's a real name. All right, fine. Sablaskis <laughs> don't lose games. No, I know the Sablaski family. <laughs> so your Nintendo power. Why is Nintendo the best console ever? Steve... Blitzball. <laughs> Blitzball from Final Fantasy. Hell yeah, Blitzball from Final Fantasy X. Uh, yeah, that was really the only uh, of the mailbox. Uh, uh, the one, I thought there was a funny power player. but I, I did enjoy this tale of a kid's basement flooding. And uh, this is Kevin Dujan, also a questionable mm-hmm. last name, Cleveland O. And uh, Kevin says... My headphone rubbed against them. Of course I can't do it again. (laughs) It just sounds like it went... That was like a natural slide whistle. Brett, slide whistle me quick. (laughs) Thank you. As a tanuki fart. That was a weird sound. That's how they sound. Uh so, so Kevin's basement flooded, and his Nintendo survived floating in a cardboard box boat. And <laughs> then he said that his parents, his dad's stuff was ruined, because that was like their rec room. So all his dad's golf clubs and dad's stuff got ruined. So now his dad keeps everything in cardboard boxes. Yeah, that didn't make, like, was that a joke? Because he said his, his dad, like, keeps the TV in a cardboard box, which doesn't really make sense. Yeah, can't now watch. It's not gonna his, his golf clubs, the television, it's true. <laughs> like, the telephone and lots of other home furnishings are in cardboard boxes patterned after my NES box. Yeah. That's a, that's a joke, right? Like, you wouldn't have put, you wouldn't put the TV in a box. That, you wouldn't be able to watch it, right? It's solidly the worst material in a flood, too, is cardboard. I would yeah, say it, it was it, a fluke that one survived. <laughs> It's because the Nintendo, like the NES consoles, mostly air. It's like one little circuit right. board and some 
the little spring thingy. And then it's just air inside that box. Mm -hmm. How much does like whenever you hear about a house flooding make you not want to ever buy a house? Ooh, we had a lot of flooding in our house. Oh, really? Yeah. Because we had like a little basement hatch. But we did just keep everything in Tupperwares. So I do get this, I guess, honestly. (laughs) I was like, what a dumb story. And then I started thinking and I was like, hmm, I guess we did this for sure. (laughs) Keep that television in But Tupperwares, those make more sense. Cardboard is wet. When it's wet, it's unstable. Yeah. Yeah. Tupperwares are plastic. (laughs) <laughs> and old old TVs are heavy too, so there's just like no That's chance. That's just gonna that it's, yeah yeah. You gotta keep you gotta elevate that. Should mount the TV to the wall so the flood has mm-hmm. to reach to eye level to yeah. get your. His dad might be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying it's a sitcom, Dad. Yes. <laughs> All right, you had a power player you wanted to call out. Yeah, well, it was just like one specific thing that he said. Uh, <laughs> the kid kind of just starts and saying he's like, when the Nintendo first came out he said he was like i wasn't impressed <laughs> he wasn't impressed <laughs> he just wasn't impressed with the nintendo and the picture proves that he is upset he's just not smiling in his profile picture so he seems hard to please <laughs> and, then, and then you know he buckled down and he realized it was actually pretty cool <laughs> but like i was just thinking well like it's just crazy to say, like, if something's you're not interested in something, mm-hmm. if your immediate response is to say, I'm not impressed. Yeah, at like, 14 years old. <laughs> he is, yeah, he's 14. Instead of just, I'm and, not interested. Andy is 14, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a Mac Classic, so he has a little, he has a little Apple computer, so yep. maybe he's just like, I'm not impressed by anything, mm-hmm. Mom, Dad, shut up. Yeah, and can I call out, he is an old soul, and I think we can all tell, because this quote right here, I like adventure games where there is one hero and you are him. (laughs) I mean, tattoo that on my body. There is one hero and you are him. (laughs) 14 going on 15. Yeah, he is. He's looking for an adventure. (laughs) Yeah. um, He just feels like he needs to make everything a power thing. For sure. There is a story written in his head for everything. He's like, I I, I got an extra small controller because it makes me feel a little bit bigger than everyone else. (laughs) I mean... this is the only 14-year-old I know that wants to grow up to be a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I think that's a good call-out. <laughs> Guys, it's Mario, the Mario Bros, the third one. Yeah. I Like, I was going to play this for the podcast. <laughs> um, and I did realize something. Like, I just... Mario games are great, and they're like always the, like some of the best games ever. And every time I play one, I'm like, "This is great! I'm having a great time." I never want to play one though. Mm. I don't know what it is about Mario specifically, but I never have a desire to play a Mario game. Once I start playing it, I'm like, "This is amazing! I'm having fun." But the process of like finding one and turning it on, mm-hmm. I just don't have any appeal in that in that middle section for some reason. I I have that too, but I do that about everything all the time. Like, I don't, don't want to do, do anything. anything. <laughs> yeah, and then afterwards, I'm like, wow, I'm really glad that I did this thing. It turns out it's fun. Yeah, like I, I mean, honestly, like I feel like I'm a guy who only wants to do one thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was sorry. this? Can I ask? Was this Super Mario's three? Was this the first time we see Tanuki Mario or Raccoon Mario? That's the yes. The yeah. first, uh, both of those. They're are pushing new in this it one. for sure. He's everywhere. He's got a little tail on the number three. <laughs> so I was like, oh, they want us to be looking at this raccoon. Yeah, they. And it, it's just such a. 
I feel like Mario games always do a really good job of this, of like grabbing the weirdest stuff mm-hmm. and putting it at forefront. Like, I feel like any other game that they were like, hey, let's grab a Tanuki and make yep. that like the thing. Like, we're going to make the logo look like that. That's mm-hmm. going to be like the main power up. That's going to be like the advertising campaign. Any other game would be like, no. Right. Absolutely <laughs> right. not. We're going to put like a cool robot ninja in front. So I always like respect that Mario is so good at making really weird things seem normal because mm-hmm. mario does it so it doesn't seem weird but it is that's a weird decision i mean he's turned into a, a part and he's he's halfway through an animorphs trans transformation yeah. here and he was he became a doctor after he became yeah, a tanuki became a right okay do you think doctors were upset by that that a tanuki the, got first dibs on what he would like to be well when he's a doctor <laughs> he can't also be a tanuki right it's like one mm-hmm. or the other mario's just a multi-hyphenate Okay. But they're pretty much saying any old Tanuki can become a doctor. Right, that's kind of what I'm getting. <laughs> Actually, he's not really a multi-hyphenate because he doesn't study to be any of these things. He just touches magical items that turn him into mm-hmm. whatever powers. So he's not... I was about to call him a polyglot. That's just not... <laughs> a polyglot? That's a person that knows a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Or no, wait, is that a person who speaks a lot of languages? Let's move on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really... It, this is a weird... To think about this game coming after Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers 2, the sheer number of suits that he can turn into, because there's like a dozen. There is a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like it, it's it's the oops all berries of Mario suits. It's, it's like uh, kids in America were deeply upset by Super Mario Brothers 2 because he's like, he doesn't even shoot fireballs. <laughs> right. He just picks up things and throws them. I can do that right now in real life. <laughs> yeah. I... I always really like World 4 on this one called Land of Giants, and you're in a world where all the blocks are really big. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of like the opposite of that last kid we were talking about, where just make me a little tiny guy. Right. <laughs> I, have, I have a question on this. So we're really they really take us through each level, each world. Is there any sense of, like, spoiler alert for kids in this? Like, hmm. is anyone worried that you're losing a bit of the magic by opening this magazine and seeing... Each and every level. I actually, like you were talking about your American Girls magazines. Yeah. I think it's very much the same thing okay. where it's like, well, I can't play this game, so I want to play it by reading the magazine. Okay. Um, yeah, and then for me, as a kid who was a little more spoiled than you two, I actually had the game. <laughs> um, Brett also had American Girl dolls just to rub it in my face. He's like, I didn't even want them. I just could get them if I, I, just, I wanted it. I just would be like, no, they're playing Mario with me. <laughs> I sit them down. I don't even look at them. (laughs) And um, I feel like as a kid, I would never be able to get past world. Like by the time, Mm. at at the age I was reading these magazines, like that I would be into it. I would not have the ability or skill to get past the uh, beginning worlds. So I just think it'd be like, oh, cool. I'm getting like a little sneak preview of stuff I'll never get to. Great. That's a really good point. And and they do make an effort to, you know, like the last page of this thing in the corner. They're like, by the way, crazy stuff is coming. Mm-hmm. And they, they do kind of gloss over the later levels. You know, actually, now that we've been talking about this, it kind of reminds, like, you know how a lot of kids nowadays just watch YouTube of, like, kids playing yes. with toys? Yes, yes, yes. That's kind of what, this is kind of our version of that. That's we would interesting. Just, oh, yeah. It's weird that kids can just, like, look at toys and just close their eyes and pretend mm-hmm. they're playing with them. And that kind of hits the same yep. uh, synapses or whatever. Like, that's... Uh, kind of weird or like an unboxing like this is unboxing each level yeah totally and, mm-hmm. yeah the concept of let's plays in 1990 and i would say totally this, i would say this mm-hmm. magazine is equally toxic to youtube <laughs> yes, yes. 
And then next up, we have this submarine simulation game, all the joys of submarine combat. At your I have never been so confident that a game is boring. I was like, I was, cause I was reading this being like, which games would I play? This yeah. one I was like, we're skipping. <laughs> I just, I would be so confused and not in. <laughs> S- submarine. There's a whole bunch of these games where they just keep putting out new ones. And I'm like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've been making these for 40 years. Yeah, well, just, there's no way this is fun. There's no, there's no way. This is for dads. This, this, this for is dad. something I can tell is these aren't quite for the kids. What do you think? <laughs> kids that are dads at heart. Yeah. Hey, son, what is that submarine game you're playing? Wait a second. Move over. Move over. <laughs> <laughs> the kid wakes up there morning put it on. and those pages are ripped out. and like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love submarines. Yeah. Uh, KB, well, KB, what do you think like your, like, what do you think what, could be added to any game. Like, what do, do you think you could pinpoint what gets your attention, like, via yeah. a game? I really do like story character. I need, okay. I need a, what's a motive? Give me a little motive. The, give me a guy. Give me a submarine is crewed by uh, American girls. Okay, now I'm listening. <laughs> Actually, I really want to see that game. Okay. I'm, I'm in already. I, I need because I was. Like, can you do you think you can pull that from the magazine? Like, do you think if you it kind of seems like it's more story driven? That yeah, would help? yeah, I think so. Because I was there was a big Steam sale for Black Friday, and I was trying to yeah. see like, oh, which Steam games do I want to buy? And I think one, things that feel like errands to me, I don't want to play that game. And there's this one to me feels like an errand. I have to. <laughs> feels like I, work. I, yeah, I'm like <laughs> ah, you've given me just tasks, pure tasks, and I don't want this. I, please pilot your own ship. Yeah. So I want something that's like. Oh, we're entering uh, some wishes and dreams of a person or a, p- uh, a group of people. I need like yeah. a story. I need a conflict. I need a war going on. Something, yeah. something happening with a with a world. This to me, you've signed me up for a job. Well, that, that's the thing too, because <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there are like those games are like I, a lot of friends I have who um, are a little new to gaming or mm-hmm. like aren't haven't like really like have the history of just being a like just being in like a gamer family like yep. i do uh it's like those like exploring games i'm like i'm like like breath of the wild the game mm-hmm. you've been playing i'm like yep. that is so that game has to be so appealing to literally it like yeah. it's like you don't like the idea of like going through a tunnel and seeing something really cool totally and going to it and it it's i'm glad that we're getting a lot better at like the like the video game market like i i it's i think it's a bummer that like video games were just straight up marketed to guys when, when mm-hmm. we were younger. Cause I just feel like it's such a cool medium that, yeah. uh, I wish it was a little more inclusive from it. And it's becoming more so, yes. um, like my step, well, I guess X step, but my like step siblings, like all of them, including the girls all play like all yeah. game nowadays. Yeah. And it's, it seems like it's a much more wider pool or back then they really split the, like it really mm-hmm. was like, you're a girl, you have the doll magazine. Yeah. And then if you're a guy, you have the video game magazine. Yeah. The one that I remember, the first game that I was like, oh, this is for girls or like this has girls in mind was Nintendogs, I think. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. that was the first time. And I didn't even have that game. I didn't have any Nintendo like uh, devices. But I remember hearing about Nintendogs and being like, you got us. You nailed us perfectly. This is exactly what we want. It's a Tamagotchi with cuter scratch that dog yeah. with the stylus i'm like this was the first game that i was like for sure we did it and sims i think sims was oh the sims i mean yeah. I lo- i'm a huge sims head i have so many expansion packs so much money has gone into Which, the sims are you playing sims 4 i'm now i have sims 4 and a, f- a few expansion packs is for it, it 
Is it, does it feel like it's as good as it always has been? I think there's a lot of even better. And Mm. I love Sims 3 and when Sims 4 came out, there's, I think like anytime a new game comes out, you're like, uh, oh, that's not the way it should be. And you find little things to pick at. The second I spent a little bit of time with Sims 4, I was like, they really upped their their game here this is great oh, so I, awesome. I like every sims that has come out do you play it pretty you, like you know when i when i when i play sims i'm just drowning people in pools. Will you, <laughs> <laughs> will you, am uh, i a sociopath is that what you're about to ask are, brett are you fucked up like yeah. are, are you <laughs> or, or alternately are you a 16 year old boy yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. making them woohoo and die yeah, <laughs> I, I remember playing Sims one and walling somebody into a bathroom and they managed to order a pizza through the wall. because The phone was on the other side and it was the saddest thing. Cause it was like that pizza can't get Help. to you. <laughs> but so, but will you actually play this? Like, do you oh, actually yeah. play like the long term? Like, do you yep. like get raises and like a bigger house? And not like- only do I get raises, I do generations. So I am now, wow. per- I'm wow. playing the latest game is playing with the fifth generation down. Wow. So it is, an original character of mine's kids, kid, kid, kid. That sounds actually really satisfying. Very that fun. That sounds and amazing. There's like in the Sims world, like 10 generation challenge or a hundred kid challenge. There's like, you, can, you wait, know, one family can have a hundred kids. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And one woman should have a hundred kids. <laughs> <laughs> there's black widow challenges. That so fun. Yeah. And these are just like things where it's like, you're just challenging yourself to speed run it too. So it's like a hundred kids. And then the expert level of that is a hundred <laughs> kids with hundred different fathers. <laughs> so you can like really expert level these challenges to make the game absolutely crazy. Will but I'm, I'm yeah, five generations deep currently. Will you kind of apply your own narrative to it sometimes? Like, do you think yeah. you enjoy that kind of role play part of it? hundred percent. The second I open the game up, I have a narrative in my head <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, she's an artist, but she's depressed and she needs to be with, like, I will have full, yeah, little bio, which is what I did with my stuffed animals as kids, which is what I did with everything. I used to play SSX Tricky, the snowboarding game, yeah, right? yeah. and fully be like, she needs this title. She needs to win this. And if my sister beats me, she's not going to the championship. So I would make little stories for any Yeah, game. I, I'll do the same. Like I used to even like take tests, and I would make... Uh, it would be like A through D, yeah. and I'd make A a character, B a oh. character, C a character, D a character, <laughs> and they were in a race. <laughs> and I would give them all backstories and, uh, and I'd be like, Oh, B is coming up. I've been training hard for this. <laughs> Which probably really screwed up my testing scores. We were but. understimulated. <laughs> we just needed more. <laughs> Meanwhile, the game that I probably have spent the most time with over my entire life is Sim Tower, where you build and manage a skyscraper. I have not played that one, but I, yeah. There's not really a narrative thing into no. it unless you have like people who are upset about how long the elevators take. You, that's an errand game for me. You're yeah. managing a hotel. That's, I mean, I'm that's literally an errand. managing a building, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's fun. Can yes. Have, can you have Godzilla destroy the building? Uh, what are the problems they have? Santa flies over the building at the end of the year, and you get some cash. Santa drops okay, like fun. a bag of money on top of your your sim tower. Okay, <laughs> that's my sims game. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and then they have a report on CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, um, Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo has a 30,000 square foot booth. I, I've worked a lot of trade shows. Sorry, oh. I might be, get a little in, inside baseball. That is an enormous booth. Uh, uh, okay. And honestly, the rest of this article is a little dry because it's just a list of games that's coming out. Yeah, this was a skip for me. I didn't even read it. Mm-hmm. That was too many words for me. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. It was funny because I was so critical of them last time when they did that contest where they sent the girl to CES. <laughs> but that turned out to be a really interesting read because... 
seeing it through her eyes made it feel uh, less like a job. Mm, that's yeah. nice. You want to talk about? Yeah, we're kind of going. I think I could skip actually. Pinbot, great pinball machine. I love pinball. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's it. Just a quick pinball is I spent so many hours on, you know, Microsoft uh, computers had that free pinball game. Oh, yeah. yeah. The space mm-hmm. one. And my mom would have to bring us into work because she would work late. So after school, I would just rush to my mom's corporate office off the bus <laughs> and be playing free pinball for oh. five hours late into the night. <laughs> so <laughs> I liked that version of pinball. Yeah, pinball. I think a lot of people have like mega nostalgia for the specifically yeah. the space one. That one's um, great. I was thinking the one thing I love about pinball or one thing that I wish all machines had, which Pinbot has is I love it when there's, you know how you like pull the flipper back or you like pull the little thing back Mm -hmm. and shoot the ball. That's Mm -hmm. how pinball starts. Whenever they add a mini game to that, like Mm -hmm. right away, right when you start a little, there's a little game like this one, you shoot it up and it goes down like a Plinko if I'm remembering correctly. Mm. Oh, cool. And like, if it lands in the right hole, you get like bonus points and it's like every game should have like a little fun start like that. Mm -hmm. That's it. It does it for me. But yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, a boy and his blob, jelly beans, make the blob do things. I've never played this game. Yep. And then we're here. <laughs> I feel like we'll come back to boy and his blob with the celebrity profile too. She talks about it a lot. Well, she really can, does. Have strong opinions on boy and his blob. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear Sarah Gilbert's take from Rose. Yeah. What is so Sarah Gilbert? <laughs> I'll get back to it. Then. I bet she has great things to say. She does. Howard and Nectar. All right. We're here at the low point of the issue. It's well, I've got to say this was a pretty like uh big issue for me. This was uh, Howard and Esther some shit goes down this one that I really think is huge and kind of changes the the course of where this series is going. Yeah, they're playing uh so this is a volleyball theme. They're playing Super Spike V-ball. Uh, Howard and Nestor on a team together, doubles with some hun- playing against a couple of hunks mm-hmm. uh, in Venice Beach. It seems like yes. So they're in Venice Beach with the hunks, Top Gun style. And uh, if or, it, I don't know if you could guess what happens, but in broad strokes, uh, Nestor doesn't listen to Howard's advice and sucks at volleyball. Uh, is is the the broad overview? Yeah, KP. Like you don't have all the yeah. backstory here. It's pretty broad and stuff. What, what's your t- What was your take when you first read this? Like, what was your what, what What was going through your head? So much. I went through a lot of emotions reading this, and I don't have the backstory. So you know, I was really struck with. Uh, what's going on here. I don't know why these two signed up for this game. I think they were clearly outmatched. I, the two hunks they're playing against are, I would say 35. Actually, you're raising some really good questions that I'll feed mm-hmm. into. Cause I have a pretty big theory of what happens in this. Yeah. And that actually all paints it in a pretty interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I think this whole thing was a trap. Yes. By Howard. That's uh, what I'm saying. Why would you sign up to do this game? It's a really good it, You're going to yeah. fail. It, yeah, they clearly don't belong there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, and like, one of those people are the size of both of them. Yep. So they're, they're at this volleyball competition, and there's like 15,000 people in the stands, it looks like. It's right. like Wimbledon crowds. Right. And uh, Nestor keeps eating shit because he keeps playing close to the net. And Howard's like, we got to outsmart them. Mm-hmm. And Nestor's like, that's fine. Leave it to me. And then proceeds to get uh, his balls rocked over mm-hmm. and over. 
uh, to the point where he like becomes delirious, like he's yeah. losing a, a boxing match. Yeah, like I mean, we're talking. Uh, his eyes become mm-hmm. fully star. His eyes are stars. His eyes turn into point. stars. That's like cartoon um, character shock. I was struck with, and tell me if this tracks with what you know of Howard and Nestor. Mm-hmm. To me, the last frame confirms Munchausen's by proxy. What? Munchausen's, you know, is where somebody is purposely making someone ill so that they can take care of them. Holy shit. At the end. You're you're picking up on everything here. This is crazy. At the end, look at how happy this older guy Howard is smiling after this little guy has been going through a total horrible sickness, delirium. KP, I think you're absolutely on the nose here. If if I can fill you in on like what the last two Mm -hmm. issues have been. So as we mentioned earlier... Howard and Nestor have been in an inception war. Yeah. Um, but the last two issues have been pretty crazy because two issues ago, uh, they started to really show that they were kind of going separate paths. Mm. They, um, uh, if you don't, you, you weren't there, but, um, Howard and Nestor were both incepting a duck and, That's right. uh, <laughs> and they were trying to g- gain a mm-hmm. duck as a new companion. And they mm-hmm. were clearly like, this was, they've been in a clearly like toxic relationship as you described. Like, yeah. I'm glad you were able to like immediately pick up on that. Cause again, it just shows the talent of the writers behind this. Uh, Nestor killed that duck in his sleep. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. Well, but he got a, an egg. The duck left an egg. Huh. So Howard, has been like controlling Nestor. He's been, he's kind of created this thing where, yeah, it's like really Nestor wants needs Nestor Howard. to just take and his it's game this tips, clear, toxic relationship. And we've been seeing through an inception war and, uh, through them just straight up splitting off that they are like going their separate ways. And Nestor's kind of learning and breaking out of this, you know, horrible cycle. Yep. Then the issue before, uh, from last week, if I'm running, remembering correctly is, uh, Nestor like straight up just beats like kind of ends with Nestor overcoming Howard in general. Like it, we kind of like got the like we got this like kind of biblical story of of Howard and Nestor, and it ends with Nestor like overcoming Howard, and it really hit a point where it's like Nestor is out of this. Like mm-hmm. Nestor's out of this toxic relationship. Zoom to this issue, and this kid who's finally like on a good path gets hit by a volleyball, mm-hmm. and his memory resets. Mm-hmm. This. The, like this whole comic to me is just a reset to point zero. Yep. It's he was almost out and Howard again brought mm-hmm. him back. The, this, me- the metaphorical last frame where he is in the passenger seat of Howard's train. Yeah. And he says, uh, it must've been something I ate. Howard. Howard says, yeah, 10 pounds of sand, which, you know, to, to a surface level read, he's making a joke about Nestor mm-hmm. getting rocked at volleyball. Yep. Yeah. And, and I'm going to assume Howard makes Nestor eat sand on the daily. It's, it, <laughs> yep. it's going to be my guess. Yep. Uh, he's well, a sand at least eater. when yep. <laughs> Howard's in full control, uh-huh. Nestor's eating at least 10 pounds of, sound, yep. of sand throughout every day. And what a perfect plan if you're Howard. Let's sign a weaklings up knowing that Nestor wants to win, wants to be his best self. Yeah, yeah. Let's sign us up for something where we're sure to lose. Bring Nestor's uh, emotional level back down and his physical level. I'm actually, I'm smelling a bit of a bait and switch thing. Mm-hmm. I, I bet he like showed, Hey, here's who we're going against. And he like showed two little wimps. Sure. Like, oh, we're going to totally beat yep. them. Little Nestor shaped. And guys. They, they, yeah. they get to the competition. They see the two little wimps. And then suddenly you realize those are just the coaches. And then two big old beef, <laughs> Beef Beef monsters Mm -hmm. come in (laughs) and it's like, Oh, this is a whole different, this is a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. I think, so one of the key theories that I've got going is that the, the biblical uh, allegory in the last story, Mm -hmm. uh, the dragon warrior comic uh, was written by Howard as sort of a, you know, like you go to church, you get the little zine that has like a Bible comic. Mm -hmm. It it was like that where it's just like Nestor just is not uh, coming around to taking those game tips. Uh, which, of course, is an allegory for following the 
the teachings of Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think in this one, Howard's been in a bad spot. Like Howard tanked his marriage. Oh, okay. It's strongly yeah, implied in the comic. Like, cause he, you see his bedroom and it's a single bed and we know Howard was a family man. So I think his obsession with Nestor kind of uh, messed things up real mm. bad for him. And I think we're seeing the villain ascendant yep. uh, in, in Howard's like, he's bringing it back home. He, Nestor, Ha- he was stubborn, he was independent, and now he's like fallen completely mm-hmm. for Howard's volleyball trap with the hunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we get a little, a whole massive panel of just Nestor eating dirt, yep. getting slammed by a ball, just like pretty much him as a dead body. Like, right. we're just seeing this kid get, you know, just pounded back to yeah. square one. Really. And look at how, how vibrant and full of life Howard looks in this comic. He's, mm-hmm. look at the fit of his, he's wearing a bow tie to play volleyball, which I think is. A flex on its own, mm-hmm. but I mean, he looks great. Uh, he's, his, his face is flushed and full of life. Like he looks great, and he, it just—I just think that he's gotten it together, and it's a little horrifying to yeah. see. Look, you know, if you're Howard, look, somebody needs me. I'm fixing this. It's a problem I created, but look at me fixing it. Yep. Yeah, it's that uh, I have control of this. I won't let this fail like my marriage did. Cause I'm fixing this. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think like, um, cause yeah, I guess it's something we haven't do- did, like gone into. It's like, we know Howard's an absolute monster and <laughs> we don't, <laughs> we don't know the motivation. Do you think it is the, would that make sense for you to like that? His crumbling motivation is why he decided to torture this, uh, you know, you know, kind of innocent, but piece mm-hmm. of shit still child. I, I think like, I got it. And mm-hmm. it's that last panel that you pointed mm-hmm. out, KP. It is, look at Nestor sitting there like he's Howard's child. Yep. I think Howard is replacing the child that the wife took away from him because he's nuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, is just like, well, I'm going to make my own family with this boy that I torture. I think that evil grin at the last panel there is so interesting. If I saw a little boy, I would take him to the hospital after all this. And I, I can't assume they're going to the hospital. If you're making jokes, I think he is so happy about the way that day went. And I think that's he, something's wrong there. The, and I just have to want like why I, I I'm just curious on why he decided volleyball was the, was mm-hmm. the way was, the, <laughs> was the route to destroy this kid. I, I don't know if there's like a deeper meaning there, but do you think Howard's there, there's some catharsis, for this monster to like after getting his just desserts, right? Like he's kind of gotten what he's deserved for his obsessions in that, you know, his marriage is disintegrated. Like, I mean, does he have a job still? I don't know. He looks pretty good. Maybe he has more time to work out because he's not a warehouse manager anymore. Mm. Maybe he's just taking it out on Nestor. He's like, I just need to destroy something beautiful. Like in fight club. Yeah. I wonder if there's a sense of his former self too, that he's battling. Mm. Nestor is so, you know, full of life so optimistic, so proud. I wonder if there's a bit of that, that, that former self he's trying to go against. Yeah. How similar, that's a great point. How so, similar was Nestor to, to a young Howard, mm-hmm. a brash, adventurous Howard? Yeah. Like, Someone ruined his childhood, and now it's his mm-hmm. turn to ruin. You know that has come up before. A child, mm. a, a, a new child. We, we've asked before who is Howard's Howard. Ah, uh. it's just, I you know, I mean, finishing this, I'm just sad. It. This one's a huge downer. It really, well, yeah, like we've been getting a little more complex, and we've like been seeing 
you know, these characters take different moves. Like the, the kind of the story has been transforming a bit and we're just back to square one. I just, it was just kind of a collection of a panels of a monster abusing a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like the, uh, you know, like the Halloween sequels where Michael Myers is just like suddenly really good at everything again. He just gets it together. It's oh, just a yeah. Halloween sequel where he just murders everybody yep. pretty effortlessly. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not especially dramatic because like what works in drama is that somebody has obstacles to what they want. And I don't see that here. I just see Howard stomping Nestor's face into sand. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting seeing how they've been doing these like really complex and like manipulative moves against each other. They've been doing like this Inception War. It's been like really tricky. And then uh, it seems like they were getting to even playing field. And then Howard just kind of like, no, kid. I can just make you eat sand and, and throw volleyballs at your face. And at the end of the day, that's a move I have in my back pocket, and there's nothing you can do about it. There is one thing that is I'm so curious about, and I want it. I want to know more about the beef monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are these guys? How, well, did, how does Howard know them? In one frame, they're throwing the referee in the air back and forth while the ref in the back says, help, help. <laughs> So these beefcakes have no regard for life. I do think they're at fault too. I think we can't put this all on Howard. These beefcakes are disturbing. I've got a, I've got a theory. What if those are? Well, you know, how we've been talking about Howard, Howard's Howard. Mm-hmm. What if Howard's Howard was those mm-hmm. two beefcakes? I think those are his older brothers. <laughs> Interesting. Or maybe like uh, bullies from his school days who now uh, work for Raytheon. He never looks them in the eye. I think that Howard is scared of these guys also. I think he doesn't know what to do with this masculine energy. I think there's something that scares him about them also. And the way he's dealing with that is to bully Nestor. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because it is, there's like kind of that rule. If you're like in a room and you're getting bullied, the best way to do it is put, is, is put the spotlight on someone else. That's yep. how you get out of there. Yep. It's like that uh, Radiohead song, Creep. I don't know if you guys have heard it. <laughs> Um, give us a little sample. Yeah. Um, I can't. That's one. Yeah, that, that actually, that, I know that one. It's the, yeah, it's uh, Radiohead's uh, slide whistle song. <laughs> I know that one. We're, we're going to need to put a counter on how many slide whistles you get in an episode. It's You've it. been really bad this <laughs> week. Yeah, I'm bad. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it is annoying. Um. <laughs> you know it's annoying. You listen to the yeah. episodes, you get mad at yourself. Yeah, no, I genuinely have never enjoyed when I've done it. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I bet Howard doesn't like what he's doing to Nestor either, but he can't stop. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I, it's, uh, maybe the final panel is, is going to reveal that Howard is me, but yeah, well. mm-hmm. it's just a mirror put in the magazine. <laughs> he, he's gonna. It's going to be like the end of a Twin Peaks episode where he goes and looks in a mirror, and it's going to be Brett with his headphones on, mm-hmm. and he's going to hold up the soundboard with the slide whistle button and press it <laughs> in front of himself. That's a good point. I mean, I feel like I'm starting to empathize with Howard a little bit. Wait a second. No, no, no. That's not what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this one was a little bit less to unpack. It was just kind of sad. I, I don't know. Do you, does anyone else have any like more interesting reads on it? Or is it just clearly a guy abusing a child? Um, there is a cipher, which mm-hmm. is the volleyball scores in this montage panel mm-hmm. where Nestor is getting rocked. And the numbers are... I'm just going to read them out lost style. Four, ten, seven, twelve, five. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for those numbers in future issues. I guarantee you we're going to oh, see them again. Very good point. Very yes. good point. In fact, I wonder if there is an interpretation. We get to issue 12, maybe comic four 
comic 10, mm. comic 7, in those in the, that order, maybe that means something. Yeah, I don't well, know. What, what did the numbers end up meaning in Lost? Did, are we, have we all watched Lost? Yeah. Uh, was it like did, 4, did, 8, 16? Uh-huh. 24. They, maybe somewhere in there. 24 or 32. <laughs> the, the, the numbers ended up not mattering. <laughs> Listen, nothing quite mattered. <laughs> but that's not why you watched the show. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> that's not why we read Howard and Nestor, I is like it? that. I, you know, I consider Lost one of, one of the greats. And you just asked me a very simple question. What do the numbers mean? And I go, I have no idea. <laughs> not no, a single on. idea. <laughs> don't know. I, I just tried to rattle them off and I uh, just was doing doubles. I was yeah, just doing yeah. 4, 8, 16, 32. Yeah. <laughs> like that's oh, not the, I don't think that's the number. It sounded so right, but it, I guess that's because it's math. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, those numbers matter. Harley won, Harley, Harley won the lottery. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah, I think you won the lottery. Her, Hurley, Hurley won the lottery. Hurley? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, you guys want to take a break? Or uh, maybe this oh, is Oh, you got a, one more? Uh, my, only, my only thing is maybe this is a hint that they will be in a lost situation. Like, th- mm. this maybe is even hinting that they're... Uh, and this would make sense to me if they were in some sort of purgatory. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, like the last... The DuckTales one, this one, and the previous one all mm-hmm. read like uh, lost story, you know, character right. stories. Are we sure now? I don't know what happened in previous episodes. Are we sure this is not a dream? No. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, once you're in inception rules, you mm-hmm. never really know. Okay. And, and like, um, we don't really have a totem, I think. Yep. Yet. Right. I, I think the only, th- yeah, the only thing that hints that this is not a dream is that, what'd you call them? The meat monsters? Mm-hmm. The meat, the hunks. The, the, or- the, the hunks. Yeah. The yep. hunks. The hunks. Uh, those guys are definitely real. Okay. So I don't think this one's a dream. Great. And he does get splashed with water. You would think he would wake up from that if it were right. a dream. Okay. Unless that's him wake. Okay. That would be really complicated. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're in real. Okay. I was just making sure. I was just making sure. <laughs> I mean, Nestor has a concussion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Look at that volleyball yep. slam into his dome. Like he's yep. definitely. Oh shit! Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, that's actually pretty interesting. He is con- he is unconscious for a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and we like. I bet Howard incepts him while he's unconscious. Would be my guess. So maybe one of the previous episodes happens between the panels. Yeah. So we're getting a bit of a like while we had all these crazy stories we've been experiencing. Like this is this is what real life is like. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually so every time Nestor gets incepted, I'm picturing him like nice, cozy in a bed. But in actuality, like he's passed out on a street in yep. front of like fifteen thousand in people front of a, a huge audience a tournament. Yeah. And like Howard just does it in front of everyone. Yep. I think we're going to see future episodes with long-term effects of CTE. Also, <laughs> if if this little kid is getting knocked out like, on the regular, on the regular, we're going to have some interesting scenarios happen. Oh my god! Do you guys think he actually met the Ninja Turtles? Maybe he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, that's got to be real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's take a break. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the beer break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we, Here we go! The challenge is ice hockey. The power is Nintendo. It's as slick as ice, as fast as fury. Throw in your shoulder, dig in your blade, blast it in, or be blown away. Ice hockey only from Nintendo. All right, let's get back to the guys. All right, so we should probably dive in. Uh, we're back. Yeah, we're back. I think we've got like a long string of games we don't care about that we have to talk about real quick. <laughs> yeah, let's just uh, we'll, we'll set up the section with 
more features. It's yeah, more features. How does it? Does everyone else agree here that that this font for this like ninja game is like the worst font ever? Like you can't Wrath read of the, the Black Manta. Yeah, I thought I just my brain gave up and I just read Manta as Ninja. Yeah, because I was like, I, I can't read this font. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, it's you, a you, you don't have this. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a yeah, fake. Uh, Katie, I didn't notice it seems it, like you didn't have a lot of opinions on that. I was like, yeah, crazy font, guys. What page? <laughs> You're just sweating bullets. I was like, ah. So, so for the, for just, the listeners. I just hear your teeth chattering. For, for the listeners, this is a like fake katakana, but it's like English words, and it looks terrible. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Uh, terrible font. <laughs> all right. Wrath of the Black Manta has a story like Ninja Gaiden. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Astanax is a night game about a guy with an axe. Great. I don't think that's true. I, think uh, I, I, I can tell I've had one beer because my, my response was ass to ass. Is that what he said? Taking me back to my fraternity uh, days. That, that went through my filter. <laughs> it just takes one beer for that. Uh, all right. Then it's we the, have the top 30. It's the top 30. Mm-hmm. KP, we usually run through the top five of these. Great. Um, Which it's. I'm going to be honest, like when we first started this, I thought I would care more about the top five. Like it's kind of because I, I thought it would like make more sense, but it's it really feels like a random dice roll every time. Right. It's not like, oh, Zelda is like clearly hot for a couple, couple months. It's every single issue. It's like a full rearrangement. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is the way they're getting this data. This is pulled from their players poll cards that they get sent in. And, you know, on the next page, you can see. Oh, the copy of the magazine I have, they highlighted specific games, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Our uh, our magazine owner apparently had some games picked out that they wanted, maybe. Ah. But uh, he wanted Bad Dudes and Shadowgate, Smart Kids, Shadowgate Rules. Um, I've <laughs> good, talked at length kid. about Shadowgate <laughs> and how much I love it. Uh, yeah, but it, it like splits it into categories where you have the players who are the kids, you have the pros. Those are the game counselors that work at Nintendo. And then you have the dealers, which is like the buyer at Walmart or whatever's favorite game. Oh. So they, of course, love just what's selling the most. And they take all those together, and that's how you get your top 30. Yeah, because they like rank, yeah, they rank all the newest games. And it just, I feel like those three together, like mixed together, it just kind of makes it imparsible. It's not like, it's not like a list I'm following at all. It's just mm-hmm. kind of this random <laughs> list of games. Uh, so, I, like, honestly, I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards not reading the top five. <laughs> yeah, we should retire it as of for the first time ever. We're going to do it. This, this is live. This is not, this is not a, uh, this is a little behind the scenes decision. Let's not read it. I'm going to call out my favorite from the top 30, and that's Disney's DuckTales. That game rules. It's right there. Perfect. Nice. What a great game. That saves me a lot of. Again, I was sweating. I was like, I have nothing to say on any of these. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a list with numbers. Uh, In the preview section, they talk about a game, uh, Final Fantasy. I haven't. mm, What is? Yeah, you're bringing up Blitzball earlier. Uh, You're you're clearly you're clearly lying right now. You're. (laughs) I I put the uh, the Blitzball speed metal song on the soundboard. If you ever actually bothered to try the other sounds you would know it's on there <laughs> <laughs> you? I, uh, i'm just kidding it's not on there i've actually played a bit of final fantasy 10 and the intro to that game is so fucking funny it is just like this really emotional like final fantasy 10 like characters or it's like they're playing emotional music and it's like these characters like in this beautiful beach 
And then it just cuts to this weird ass neon city where everyone has like neon rings around their neck. Right. And they just start screaming about this nonsensical game called Blitzball. <laughs> Blitzball is like a weightless <laughs> sphere of water that you swim through <laughs> to play. Kind of, it's kind of like uh, rugby or no, no, no. What's a uh, water polo? Sure. I was, I was laughing so hard because they like had this like overly emotional thing to this like people in neon rings saying, we love Blitzball. Blitzball's the best. And I was just like, you lost me. <laughs> you completely lost me. And it's funny. Uh, this first game's just got some fantasy stuff in it. Yeah, the first game's not worth playing, right? It's like it's like cool from a historical standpoint, oh, but like man, that's a great question. I do not know how well the first Final Fantasy holds up. I, I was going to say this is the first first Final Fantasy ever. Wow. They, they literally named it Final Fantasy cuz Square was going to go bankrupt if this game didn't hit. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. really? And yeah. it hit? Yeah, it was a huge hit. It's wow. like this and Dragon Warrior were like the big series on NES. Yeah, well, they were separate companies at this point though. Yeah, Squeenix had, was Square and Enix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Square Enix was a separate. But yeah, this was before. So these games are really known for narrative. Mm-hmm. They're known for like really great stories mm-hmm. and uh, really great characters. It's like an ensemble kind of game. You like yeah. have this group of characters you care about and they go through a cool story. Usually the story gets a little weird, but... You, Maybe by the Super Nintendo era, there's not a whole ton of story oh, in yeah, sure, the original sure. Final Fantasy. This, yeah. So this is before... It's, I think it's like four when they actually start adding narrative to it. Four, uh, yeah, four was definitely the one of the first ones where it was like, oh, this is like a movie or a novel where there's all these characters and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this I think at this point, this is still like playing like how you would play The Sims, where yep. you're, you're kind of adding your own narrative on top of what's happening. Yep, yep, yep. You're just watching these characters and you're like, there's no story here, so I'm going to just make Betrayal mm-hmm. and pretend, oh, I'm in the forest and this guy loves the forest. Like, you just mm-hmm. kind of add it yourself. Great. There was uh, one of the cool little story things they did in this first one is the first boss is also the final boss. Comes back ah. bigger and stronger. So that's like a cool little... Okay, that's fun. That's yeah. a neat little thing. Yeah. All right. I, I, I got... We got Codename Viper. We'll skip right over that Thank and talk God. about Super Contra. <laughs> <laughs> Super Contra being, of course, the sequel to regular Contra. Wait, is this for the Super Nintendo? Is that is that a... Contra 3 is the Super Nintendo one. Okay. Super C is just uh, more Contra. Although I feel like original Contra is the one that gets kind of the love. Yeah. That's what I know. Contra rules? I don't know. I mean, I I never really play them, so I don't have like a (gasps) massive... I I could... Uh, KP, could, you're a girl, so you'd have more. Mm-hmm. So, are you at the poster of the two buff men with guns? I oh, yeah. am. And, and can I say, I thought that was you and Weston. <laughs> I thought, I thought for sure that this big Thank poster. I like. <laughs> I, like I, Wait, which one is me? Um, I'm gonna say you're the big chin over there. The, guy the, guy with a big right? chin, oiled up. They're both oiled up, and they both have. I mean, <laughs> one of them has oilier. like a. Uh, protruding chin one of them has a big chin sure one of them has an affleck style chin one of them has a leno ryan styles (laughs) i don't know if this could be confirmed but it it seems like they're supposed to be like these like cool buff dudes yes but they in my opinion they seem like they're like the least attractive people somehow right like yeah i don't know how they're like these buff guys who are supposed to be like these cool you know fucking Hollywood star type mm-hmm. of guys, but they, they just seem so forgettable and unattractive to me. Very. They look a little washed up too. Like, I don't believe this is our front line. Well, and so, if it is, I'm worried. Come on. A couple of things to consider. Yep. So it, it does look like these are models that were for this oh, illustration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
In fact, judging by the definition on this guy's forearm, these may have actually been photographs that were painted over, which is super weird. I was weird. wondering, I was like, I'm not connecting as if they are human. I'm wondering, no. if are we looking at a drawing I mean, uh, almost? Yeah, from, from like half the bicep down, it starts to look a little like a photograph, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder if they produced this in Seattle or mm-hmm. Japan, I, either place, like Kyoto, uh, mm-hmm. where Nintendo is based, um, these are the models that they got in Kyoto or Seattle <laughs> like right. to, for this that illustration. Yep. And that may answer a lot of questions that yep. we have. These look like Seattle guys to me. <laughs> the yeah. best of Seattle. <laughs> they, yeah, they kind of seem like C-list. Ad- like they kind of seem mm-hmm. like... Um, Seattle. If, if you watch like a Bachelor knockoff, yep. and you kind of, you're like, oh, this is kind of like all the people who kind of look attractive, yeah. but they're not quite there. Right. Yep. These do, I will say, these look like action figures to me. Like, this could, <laughs> they could be made of plastic. Yeah. I think the guy on the right looks too weird to be in action movies. He's just not. Yep. I mean, it's just, the weird thing about me is it seems like they have all the puzzle pieces of being like a Hollywood star type of person. Yeah. But they're just not, they don't have that, they don't have the Hollywood magic for me. Yep. No light they, behind They don't the schnaz, the, mm. the pizzazz. <laughs> These two people did not know how much criticism they were <laughs> Just like, I'm a father. Please leave me alone. <laughs> uh, on the other I side, I actually so, hate war. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, it's Dragon Warrior world map. Hey, cool. Very fun. I like maps. Mm-hmm. And they talk about Dragon Warrior. Specifically, they, they brought us, they've come full circle. There is a Dragon Warrior choose your own adventure. Yeah. Uh, in the next section, it's literally. A magician attacks using the hurt spell. You respond by fighting, go here, running, go here, using a spell, go here. So it's, KP, it's literally mm-hmm. as far from the story-centric kind of way that you play games that you can get because there is no story. In a choose-your-own-adventure? In, in, in this one. Well, in normal choose-your-own-adventures, mm. there are, though, because right, you right, have, right. like, side characters and there's villains. This one is literally just, like, there's a monster. <laughs> you do one, two, or three. Yeah. It's hard because, God, do I love Choose Your Own Adventures. Yeah. So even mm-hmm. without a story, I'm having a blast. I love Choose Your Own Adventures. I just think it's way too much fun to be involved while reading <laughs> in this way. Love it. I, I agree, because like, this is clearly a whiff like yes. in, in terms of execution for it. It's really yep. bad. But like, yep. I, you know, honestly, I respect the Man vs. Wild Choose Your Own mm-hmm. Adventure on Netflix. Like, uh, I, yeah. I, my bar, if you're just doing Same. it. Yeah. I appreciate the effort. When people got all pissy about Bandersnatch, I was like, but have you ever seen anything like it yet? No. Are you going to have some good stuff then? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm very like, we've had this discussion, bro. I, yeah, uh, we, the defense of Bandersnatch was... Should. Did we talk about Bandersnatch before? I think so. I, okay, good. I, Great. I know my position would be defending Bandersnatch. Yes. I'm always going to defend, oh, you did something that wasn't done. You're allowed to make it bad. Because yeah. you did something that wasn't done. <laughs> you tried a new thing. Would it be great if you tried a new thing and it was great? For sure. But yeah, yeah, for sure. You tried a new uh, thing. I love Choose Your Own Adventures. I had a, a Choose Your Own Adventure like DVD. It mm. was like a a whole DVD that you would put in. It was like a whole like fantasy story mm-hmm. that was Choose Your Own Adventure. And with my high school buddies, I, every time we hung out, I was like, guys, <laughs> we want to we do this. <laughs> We're gonna hang out. You know, it'll be kind of goofy. We don't have to take it seriously, but we'll we'll play this choose your own adventure. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And I got shot down every time. Yeah. We okay, never did you, it. you answered yeah. my question. Yeah. I had one question. Yeah, we never did it. Yeah, that's too bad. Like I, I, I'm still convinced it'd be. If we hang yeah. out if next time, I hang out with my high school friends. I will still pitch yep. it. Uh, you should. This one, this Dragon Warrior one. I will say the best parts of Choose Your Own Adventures is when the unexpected happens. You go somewhere and yep. whoa, did not see that coming. 
in this one, you have ones that just say the dragon scale doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's the full place you got to. <laughs> or I, like, you know, you come upon a slime. I'm like, that's not, you gotta, you gotta trick no, me a they're, bit. Yeah. They're really not, um, doing much. Uh, there's, you know, I, I want to like see a necklace and grab it and turn into stone. Yeah, see, you should play something. Shadowgate. Cause that, that's like what Shadowgate does that this does not, where it's like, and there, there's some counselor's corner questions about that game where it's like weird fantasy castle death traps mm-hmm. and the solutions to them are in other rooms of the castle and most things will kill you instantly. Well, they also have a lot. Here's my only the the, the most uninteresting uh, decision in a choose your own adventure is go east, west, south. Yeah, this yeah. is like playing if, an old text adventure. If you do it once, it's fine. Like if I'm like, oh, we started, and I'm picking my direction, yep. that's fine. Like I'm okay. Like if you have to do it, yep. that's kind of exciting. But that's every choice in this one. It is. Each <laughs> one is just like a step you're taking. It's not. <laughs> Okay, Not I have a, the best. Here's here's a hypothetical for mm-hmm. you, Brett. Um, do you think the guy that wrote Captain Nintendo wrote this? Ooh, because um, it, it's a swing and a miss. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, yeah, because so Captain Nintendo is kind of like this bad fan fiction section. It's of about the a magazine. guy that works at Nintendo of America who becomes a superhero with oh. video game powers. I want to be oh. honest. I think to be and I, I think KP might agree on this. Is I think just. <laughs> choosing to do a choose your own adventure i'm going to say you're kind of creative like, like i think i'm, yeah. I'm automatically going to yeah. give you like you're kind of you're you're not fully a genius yep <laughs> but the decision to, to try yep makes me respect you as an artist to some degree same i'm willing to give this person a, a big benefit of the doubt and say there was a time crunch perhaps a lot of these feel like oh my god we got to wrap up this storyline okay a magician appears is one of the things here i'm like one adjective would have really helped a what kind of magician? Old weathered? Give us a little story. The old <laughs> weathered magician is I'm, my favorite I'm willing kind. to, yeah, I mean, that's a classic. I'm willing to say they had a great thought, couldn't really bring it to the finish line perfectly creatively, yes. but I'm still in. Do, I like it. I, I have a, maybe a pitch. I don't know if this, I, I this isn't a hard pitch. It's, I want to see how you're both feeling. Okay. What if we did one round right now and okay. uh, on, on the, on the podcast, yep. is that, is that going to be good podcast material or is that? I don't know. It, it might not be. <laughs> it, might not be. <laughs> it, it might be an absolute bust. We I, can, we can try it. And then if we cut it out, I'll add a thing being like, we played it and it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll it, do like a thread right now. Yeah. So okay. I, I'll, I'll be the dungeon master. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So and then okay. you two can make the, <laughs> okay. All right, let's okay, give it a shot. So we'll start. Uh, as the descendant of Edric, a great warrior of old, you are about to set on the first leg of a quest to defeat the Dragon Lord, who has taken over the kingdom of Algrad. You begin the. the uh, 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 Tantagel. Tantagel Castle. And as you stand at the gate, you must decide which direction to take. I, a lonely bard, <laughs> turn to the west, and I know <laughs> already. I'm like, I got the story. <laughs> I, a seasoned veteran, turn to the north. We're going different directions. <laughs> well, my bard, <laughs> we've already made it so much better than it is. Uh, yeah, I'll go west. Uh, me, the traveler. <laughs> Leave the, the bar. Uh, uh, Weston, what are you? Are you? Uh, I'm going north. 
Oh, you're cool. Okay, you're going up. Yeah. Okay, then you're, what, what, I, we meet at the castle. Uh-huh. Know that there's a huge quest to go on. Yep. Go in different directions. I flick you off. I, I was we gonna, did not get along. I was going to ask what what class you were, but you mm-hmm. decided just to fucking go your own direction. Yep. No, no, I'm a seasoned veteran. I'm a warrior. So you're just a, okay. You're a warrior and a bard, and you guys have split. Yeah, my I got an axe and a loincloth. You guys have fully split off at this I point. I also have an axe and a loincloth. <laughs> but you're a bard. Mm-hmm. Your axe is your guitar. It's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is your line class the the tuner? <laughs> it's just a napkin I found. <laughs> yeah, there's an extra set of strings tucked into like says, that. Like it's got a it's got a producer's number and says I think you've got talent, kid. <laughs> Mine's just a regular loin cloth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, KP, <laughs> the the bard, uh-huh. going down playing her tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, before her lies a great lake. As she draws near, a ghost appears. We should just do the next one for hers because there's no choice. Great. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Weston went north, and I'm going to say... Oh, you're just going to tell me what happens and make it up? He he saw... um, uh, uh, He went through one of those, like, there's one person in front of a door who always tells the truth. Uh One one who always tells a lie. And he fucked that riddle. Oh, up. God damn it! I, I really would. I'm so he bad. That so up. I'm still stuck <laughs> at at some mountains. Uh, okay, so you're you're like eternally lost. Yep. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, Do well at all? Yeah. And so uh, our 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 hero, mm-hmm. our lone hero, the bard, is attacked before you even see the monster. Mm. So I mean, you haven't even seen them. Are you are you gonna? What, what, how are you gonna react to this? Gonna uh, fight or run? I'm. I'm. And I'm gonna. If you want to take a third option, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. You just go to any of the squares in this choose your own adventure. I'm gonna blame myself. That's gonna be my choice. Okay. I'm gonna say I must have made someone mad. I'm gonna just do a random number generator to say okay. which which one we go to yeah, based great. off that decision. Um, I'm gonna do one through thirty mm-hmm. number generator. Uh, Tell me what the number is. I'll read the one to thirty number. General. And so what you you just blamed yourself. So what's going through myself. your head right now? Like what what's the kind of like what kind of spiral are you going on? I must have made such a bad impression that for a, I didn't even see the monster and the monster thought I'm such a piece of shit. Uh so I blame myself. What what am I doing wrong? It's four. Okay. Four is what I would have gotten if you actually <laughs> let me play the game. So now I met up with you. Yeah, oh, so now we're, we're in both- the same spot. <laughs> I thought four was to see the ghost again. <laughs> I thought it was... Just go right back. So KP's bard and my yeah. uh, veteran warrior yeah. are stuck at the stupid riddle cave, which mm-hmm. I actually know how to solve that riddle. Do you, yeah, KP, do you know about that riddle? Uh, one tells the truth, one tells yeah, a lie. Yeah, you know, okay. I'm actually going to go and boldly say the treasure you're seeking is behind the right. <laughs> okay. This is the final test. Uh, so okay, they're... great. There is, um, yeah, two doors. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, in front of each door is a guardian. One always tells the truth. Mm-hmm. One always tells the lie. You can ask one person one question to find out which okay. door has the treasure. Okay. Do you know the... Yes. All right, you do it. Would you fuck me? <laughs> I ask the to, guardian on the left. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the one on the left says... Um, he gives you a piece of napkin mm-hmm. and says, "You've got, you've got the talent, kid." And he, and he gives a smile. <laughs> it's the exact same yeah. one he, as your one. Yeah. Yeah. Smile and thumbs up. Great, I leave. I got what I came for. <laughs> um, and Weston is eternally lost. Yeah. 
Because when, when Weston asked about the fucking, yeah. uh, it didn't go so well. Right, right, right. Yeah, he, he said <laughs> yes, and I was like, are you lying or telling the truth? But you can, if you ask a second question, right. an e- a giant eagle mm-hmm. plucks you away. So I'm on top of a mountain okay. in an eagle's nest. Uh, KP, where do you see your bard in five years? Uh-huh. <laughs> really good thought. There's this club I've been trying to get into. <laughs> Up next is a section on some Game Boy tapes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back to video games. Back to real life. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. To- yeah, this is a n- Nemesis oh. is a Konami game, right? I don't know. That's pretty cool. That's from Konami. I, I didn't recognize any of these games. Mm-hmm. I-, I know I played a lot of Game Boy games. but N- Nemesis is just Gradius, right? I don't know. Uh, there's a preview of new games. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to outright skip the entire new game section? Cool. Oh, well, we had wrestling. Uh, KP, what's your what's your opinion here? How do you feel about it? This wrestling one really caught my eye. <laughs> I love the colors on this page, firstly. But I do love wrestling. It actually has an interesting color palette. It does. I mean, this looks cool to me. Way better than what we just saw. It's like that powder Nemesis. blue and pink. Yep. Uh, and you see faces. I don't know. I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of pixels. Who would be uh, your pick for the wrestlers? Great question. Off the bat, I always usually go for the one woman. Uh, <laughs> do we even have a woman here? No, but you might have been looking uh, at Mark Rose. I was looking at Mark, looking Rose. at Mark Rose. Okay, I, I as a kid for though. sure would have thought that was a woman, so I would be playing as Mark Rose <laughs> <laughs> the right, cool. whole time. That's fair. Yep. Do you have a favorite wrestler, like actually? I do. I really like John Morrison. Because he was on Survivor and he's very funny. Oh, whoa! He was yeah. on Survivor. <laughs> he was on Survivor for a season. season. David Worth Goliath. Worth Goliath. Oh, that's awesome. That's you, <laughs> David Worth <laughs> Goliath. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. You cannot play that slide whistle anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I have to. We're doing it this episode. You're I, grounded. I, I am done. I'm gonna have to take some of those out. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely done with it. Rescue the embassy mission. Do you think he's your favorite wrestler right. because you in Survivor you get more of his personality? And, I think that, like, he's not even it. my favorite wrestler, and I think I freaked out just a minute ago. I think my favorite wrestler uh, is the second I said that I was like, I don't think he's my favorite. Uh, I do. Uh, Finn Balor is actually my favorite. Who? He uh, Finn Balor. He's an okay. Irish wrestler, and he has like a persona, the Demon Prince, uh, and he has like weird little yarn dreadlocks sometimes, uh, type oh, that's thing. Amazing. Yeah, and he's very good looking. Uh, <laughs> so Finn Balor is my actual favorite. I freak out when he comes on, and I like his entrance music. There we go. That's a better answer. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're official. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's go to Counselor's Corner. The best part of Counselor's Corner is always the Nintendo Game Counselor headshots, where it's mm-hmm. just a slice of what the Pacific Northwest looked like in 1990. <laughs> I, I really, so they have like this really gross red background for these pictures. They look like, terrible. Really and someone also wore a shirt that's identical. <laughs> it's the same color as that gross red background, mm-hmm. and he's just a floating head. When I did look at this page off the bat, because we've been seeing, you know, like little game people. Yeah. So I thought these this was a graphic from a game, and I was like, incredible <laughs> graphics. I was like, wow, these characters are crisp. <laughs> I love that Denise Borovskis, mm-hmm. uh, Borovskis uh, hobby is Aerosmith and Hob- beach bumming. Hobbies is Aerosmith. Okie dokie. <laughs> I never saw Aerosmith in concert, but I did back when, um, oh, what's the blue, whatever the place on the Sunset Strip? Damn it. 
<laughs> have you ever uh, ridden the uh, rock and roller coaster? She yes. sounds like a groupie. Have you? That's what yes. I'm saying. Great. <laughs> That's actually, have, it's a very good roller coaster. I've ridden it so many, rodent it, rodent it <laughs> so many like, times. The, <laughs> when you like shoot off yeah. to the song of it, like it's like mm-hmm. guitar starts riffing and you just shoot yeah. zero to 60 in seconds. Mm-hmm. I, that, that is one of my favorite roller coasters. When uh, I went to Disney World, we would, uh, in high school, it was like a school field trip. We would all just do the single riders line for rock and roller coaster for probably two of the four hours because oh, you yeah. could just ride it nonstop if you're doing the single rider. <laughs> How do you feel? Because you, oh, you mentioned you like always like when there's like a little bit of extra story. Do you mm-hmm. do you feel like the Aerosmith story they add to their coaster? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like their whole story is they got to like make a super stretch limo mm-hmm. to put all the people in the audience. No, nope, absolutely <laughs> tuned out. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's the worst story ever. <laughs> all right. I was thinking of seeing Steel Panther at House of Blues. Steel Panther mm-hmm. being, of course, a parody hair metal band, except that women in the audience treat them like they're a real, real hair mm-hmm. metal band. So it's kind of like seeing the room. Uh, no, I. Because they actually want to like get on stage and like gyrate, and it gets uh, salacious. <laughs> let's say it's and it's weird I mean, because yeah, they're that. a parody band. They're not a real hair metal band, but they act like groupies. Oh, really? And then like Drew Carey will come sing a song with them. Steel <laughs> Panther was a weird show. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh, Shadowgate. Again, reference here. Hey, like there's a fountain that just spews acid everywhere and you have to get a flute out of it. What do you do? See, that's the kind of choose your own adventure I'm here for. You got to get a gauntlet that's acid proof. Honestly. Grab that flute. I, I, I have to, I have uh, 12 apps on my phone that are choose your own adventure. <laughs> nice. We're here at the NES Journal. Did you guys take this quiz about yeah okay this, like the last, this quiz is nuts <laughs> this quiz is why it, it is the weirdest it is just so weird i haven't even read it yet did I'm you not read it, it not, no oh yeah read it you why does it. howard it, philip phillips like bow ties regular ties dip in your soup mm-hmm. fair regular ties swing up on corners mm-hmm. fair dilbert taught us this actually i actually know all the answers to these because i read it and they were so impactful that I. Who's, I, who's Howard Phillips? He's, uh, he's Howard, Howard from Howard and Nestor. <gasps> he's the real. He's so a yeah, real Howard guy. Howard is based off of a real person. Nestor is not. And Howard is in what relation to Nintendo? He's like he runs this magazine. Wow. He was their warehouse manager who became such an expert on games that he's kind of just a game huh. expert. They call him the game master. He's like an expert so that's personality. Why comic Howard wears bow ties because real Howard wears bow ties. Yep, real Howard bow tie wearing man. Hmm. I've been there. I understand why one would wear a bow tie. Yeah. They look snazzy. Mm-hmm. You got to continue the, the quiz and see if you can guess the okay. number one, right? What is Mario and Luigi's last name? Oh. It's, it's Mario. Mario Mario? Yeah. Well, that's actually not the answer to this question, though. It's actually not. It, the, the, their official answer is that is not canon. They have no last name is the, is the official that's answer. That's not canon oh. until the Super Mario um, Brothers movie comes out. Can someone read question number five to me? Yep. Uh, how much damage would your NES suffer if you were to pour a chocolate milkshake inside it? Okay, you can give me the four answers. Mm-hmm. A, none whatsoever. Milk is good for a growing computer. <laughs> B, depends on the milkshake contained whole or skim milk. Okay. It's a milk quality uh-huh. question. C, a lot, which is why smart players never place food or drinks near their control deck. Okay. D, not much compared to if you put an entire cow inside. Okay. 
This is the most bottom of the barrel. <laughs> it's not even a quiz. <laughs> That's just a lecture that you hid inside there. <laughs> and a weird cow, cow comment at the end. Hmm. <laughs> Every question is really weird like that. Very odd. Yeah. There's not a, a thread here either. No, There's not a theme. I, like, just, they were like brainstorming questions for these kids and like... They, it wasn't even about like they're. What, what they couldn't co- even use up the whole page. There's a fuck? big white space in the lower right. <laughs> That's true. What kind of question is? What happens if you put a chocolate milkshake in your? Are kids doing that? Putting milkshakes in their in their? Probably not on purpose or you know out of malice to towards yeah, a sibling. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I bet kids. it was just like drinks, and then they're like, kids will think milkshakes are funny because we can make some cow jokes. And say kids love kids, kids love God, cows. If I know kids, and let me tell you. <laughs> they love cows. Kids, kids say things like chocolate milk. Don't mind if I moo. Ah, uh, there we go. Honestly, that's a yeah. Kyle Sweeney original. You blame him for that joke. <laughs> you just wait, you just blame someone else for that. <laughs> would you have taken credit if we had moo it well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we laughed, would you have been like, yeah, it's, that was all me? Yep. I absolutely would have taken credit for that. The only person that would have known is Kyle. It's an old joke. <laughs> yeah. What a weird. What a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a section here. So World of Nintendo is their like store within a store, point of purchase, fixture thing. So it's like, you know, you're in your Sears and you walk into the World of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. They have a thing where they're talking about all the other merchandise they sell at World of Nintendo besides Nintendo tapes. So, and they have like a bike alarm, burglar busting bike cop, but it doesn't lock your bike. It just makes noise if you move the bike, <laughs> which feels like not a useful bike alarm. Yeah, no. well, it's. I feel like those alarms can be pretty hard to like. I feel like if I ever hear an alarm, if it's supposed to like give me any information, I'm not going to understand. Yep. Like, uh, so like we had a moment outside of our apartment. Where there's this fucking loud ringing that was like super super loud. It was like it, like it was just like we could hear it from our apartment and we left and found it. And there's just some device in like our, in front of our thing that was just making a noise. What? And we were so confused and we looked it up and apparently it was like a thing of like, kind of like a rape whistle kind of scenario where like, if you're in trouble, you like pull it and throw oh, it. Oh, I have one of those. Yeah. Oh, well, no. I, I wouldn't do the noise one. Cause I don't no. think that translates as a problem. Like, no. cause we just spent 30 minutes looking it up and being like, well, hope whoever did that isn't yeah. actually in trouble. Especially There's in no city. person there. It was no. just the, the we, device. Yeah, we just saw it. It didn't like. It's like a noise grenade. You like pull the pin and th- like keep your little onion. Th- it looks like a little onion. Right? Yeah, like maybe it'll scare huh. the person off. But like, I don't. I, I, agree. I guess people I don't left the things, but yeah. like that did not translate to me at all. Like no. I thought someone was doing a prank on us. Yeah, my, it was a classic, like, your mom gives it to you when you move to the city. Some sort of rape device. <laughs> your mom's going to give it to you. Yeah. But I do think, like, living in the city, any noise that, like, we just hear so many noises living in the city anyway. Yeah, totally. That, like, unless it's someone yelling something specific, I ignore most noises. I think, hmm. ma- yeah, I think maybe a whistle would do it, because I know, uh, like, a rape whistle is mm-hmm. a thing. But, like, specifically, like, uh, just a loud buzzing noise isn't going to do it for me. I think that's supposed to, it's, I think it's less for, like, somebody come help and more, like, the attacker to get 
scared and confused. Yeah, that that yeah, kind of makes sense. Sense. And it's yeah, supposed to be super loud, so you're supposed to like put it in their ear, and it's supposed to. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how it. Is. So maybe someone. I think it's a little bit of everything. It's like okay, hopefully it. somebody hears it and comes at me, but also it's supposed to be so loud that that attacker is just going to be like, oh. "I'm out of here." And well, I mean, I guess we all left our apartments, so like mm-hmm. if it was in that vicinity, yeah. they would have. Yeah, maybe it's a great device. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. At the very least, I hope it's not supposed to like get people to be like, oh my God. Uh, no. It's not supposed to be like a bat signal scenario. I think it's supposed to be a bit of a audio bear mace. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. more sense. Uh, they also have like a case for your Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right into that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah let's move on i'm sorry i killed the article hey sarah gilbert is here to give us her celebrity profile i actually i really like this me too i really like this uh sarah gilbert for those that don't know is uh plays darlene connor on the hit abc television show roseanne and that's the and moody, still, moody teen, moody preteen at this time. Okay. And the that's, Connors, that's, isn't she just adult? Now she's adult. Yeah. yeah she's, and it's still Sarah Gilbert, right? So she's like, same, is she yeah. like the middle preteen? Like, she, she's like the, she's just like moody. That's her whole thing. She's okay. like sarcastic and dry and yeah. moody. Yeah. Great yeah. character. Really great character. Loved it. Um, I watched a bit of Roseanne, yeah, and she's. Are got, you being sarcastic, or are you, are you, do you no? really? Roseanne's really her. funny. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah I liked her. Roseanne, and I liked this character. I specifically okay. was like, she's got some good jokes. Okay, uh, really? Because yeah. she's a little bit of a sourpuss. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Joss Whedon wrote for Roseanne. Really? That was like his first writing gig. Wow, and pretty we, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Joss Whedon mm-hmm. on Roseanne Barr's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had a real, real collection of good people. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I loved this celebrity profile, I must say. Uh, th- there are some just great quotes. I assume at this time you would say that's maybe like a 12-year-old, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so she, Sarah Gilbert's like 12, and this is a quote that I really liked. She's talking about a boy in his blob. That's the main uh, game it- she's talking about. And she says, the blob is cool. It's a great idea for a game. You feed the blob different tasting jelly beans. It's true. And she's totally stoked about the opportunity to play this new game. <laughs> I love that. I do, mean, <laughs> do you, uh, so we've had theories that some of these are also fake. Like we've talked about like these fake things trying to push Nintendo agenda. Do you think this is true? Do you buy that she's actually a fan of boy and his blob and likes feeding her blob? She well, knows what planet the blob is from. I think that she might've been helped by the magazine i you know she doesn't say it's not all uh it's not all positive reviews though in this review yeah she shits all over this game she does (laughs) yeah yeah as she goes on she sees (laughs) (laughs) she gives the game graphics yeah like controls like one and a half out of five stars (laughs) really wow she says (laughs) yeah one and a half on play control not responsive enough the blob goes four steps when you want him to take just one Okay, so I think it's not fake. I mean, yeah, that's that, not that, that's not a stunning review. Yeah, that turns me. Yeah, yep. I buy it. Two yep. and a half out of five on graphics. That's harsh. Yeah, she's. What, did she give anything like a good score? Like, Four for the overall challenge of the game and a five for the game's theme. Incredible. A boy and his blob. She's, yeah, she believes in boys, blobs, and jelly yep. beans. Which, God, really, really important, and I identify with that. 
I, I, <laughs> I, I have to say, like, for these old games, like, where so many are generic, like, just getting to feed a blob jelly beans does sound fun. Yes. Like, it sounds comparatively yep. to, like, uh, compared to that, like, muscly uh, uh, guys we saw earlier, like, the, the hunks. big, big action mm-hmm. movie. That's more interesting to me. Yep. And A Boy and His Blob <laughs> is featured earlier in this magazine. And I read the little intro thing. It's in the 21st century. So uh-huh. we're current. Uh, many Earth boys have befriended aliens. True. That's the whole kind of thing there. Oh, so like everyone, kind of, everyone gets uh-huh. their blob. It's like everyone has an ET. Yeah. And they're all from uh-huh. Blobolonia. I think that's important to note. Yep. I thought that was interesting. That's fine. Yeah. Blob. I instantly was thinking, what is Blobolonia look about, like? It's about a two-hour drive I'm, from Blobsburg. I'm yeah. already getting my gameplay suspicions, but I'm... I'm yep. <laughs> Uh, and on Blobolonia, the emperor makes everyone eat marshmallows and chocolate. For those like Blob who prefer to dine on jelly beans, there's no choice but to fight for the alienable right of all beings to eat exactly what they want. And then you, you hear all this story and then you get into the game and it's the most generic looking game you've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is really common for these old games where they like Mm -hmm. in the manual you'll like buy, it'll like give you this really complex story that is not at all in the actual game that you play. This guy's pet frog goes underground (laughs) and you have to go after him in a tank that can walk on ceilings. (laughs) It really seems like two separate like groups it feels like they make the game and then we hand it to someone being like hey can you like try to make this seem like it has a story yeah. like that you can kind of put around it and then we'll ship it yeah having now done some video game writing that is exactly what happens when you make video <laughs> games <laughs> make this something do you think uh are there certain games that would go backwards for that like are there certain games that are more i'm guessing there's some certain games that are writing focused or yeah. would you say a lot of them are that format absolutely like a lot of well-designed triple a games you know story is like a major core component of it but also with like indie games they'll build the i mean think about a game like gone home that game's story first and then, oh, then they build our, our yeah. firewatch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is a similar thing where it's very much about the narrative and the gameplay serves that mm-hmm. but yeah if, if you're doing like an action game like a super mario brothers you build the game first, yeah. and you're like, I don't know, how do I justify this? So it kind of goes intent first. Like, I feel like if I ever made a game, I'd be story first and then build yep. around it. But yeah. there's people who just want to build a game, and then you build story yep. after. The best games writing takes the the structure, like the game mechanics, and makes excuses for them that kind of make sense. Like, I have a huge soft spot for a game called Phantom Dust, mm-hmm. okay, which is a old deck-building, psychic action-fighting game for like the original Xbox and the justification. So you're like literally running around picking up these orbs that have your cards in them and all Mm. your cards are attacks and moves and blocks and stuff. Yeah. And then you're like shooting lasers at people to slam them into walls and stuff. And it's really fun. And the story justification is they're all amnesiacs. (laughs) They can't Uh remember anything. So the decks are how are their memories. (laughs) And I don't know. It's funny. And then, uh, uh, is it Gabriel Byrne sings the end theme? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phantom Dust rules. Breath yeah. of the Wild has a similar like make it work scenario where it's like every three, every so often a blood moon comes and resets <laughs> all the monsters. And that's just because they can't, they don't have enough memory to remember each monster you fought. Right. Yeah, that's what yeah. my friend said is like yep. the blood moon <laughs> is just because like we got to clear your memory out. <laughs> yeah. Like, that that is fun. Very like, fun. Yeah. To, um, 
Like if they only had enough memory for like 12 swords, you can only carry 12. Yes. The, the <laughs> magical oracles said 12 and it's just like, I don't know. We can't design anymore. We're done. <laughs> God. Yet more previews. This pack watch is notable because all the games in it are cool games. Ninja Gaiden 2, Crystallis, Rescue Rangers, where you could pick up and throw your fellow chipmunk friend. <laughs> yeah. I- Gogo 13 is back. Everyone's favorite hit sniper assassin in the Cold War era, Golgo. Golgo. Battle Chess. Battle Chess is so good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I I think we go through this. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's pretty much the magazine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, at the very end, they have the Nintendo Awards. I have a board for this. Let's do that. Yeah. Player pull contact. Yeah, so again, we're back. It's uh, Time's been flying. Apparently, it's been a whole year in, in magazine years. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're at the the, nest, the Nesties again? Is that what The, the Nesties? Is that the, <laughs> I don't think they call them the, the Nesters this time. I think they learned their lesson, <laughs> although Nestor is featured. They backed out oh, on the Nesties. Yeah. I just got Nestor, N-E-S-ter. That's right. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Nintendo Power Awards 89 is also the player's poll contest because you are voting on your favorite nominee in a bunch of different categories. Mm -hmm. DuckTales heavily represented. Yeah. I I was happy to see that. It's weirdly Mm -hmm. a game. Uh, I'm down just to make predictions on best overall. Mm -hmm. I do one small thing before we get there. It's weird in the best character section that they list the Ninja Turtles in order of how far their attacks go in the Ninja Turtle game. Oh, I play too many video games. Let's do the best. Also, no women in that best character, guys. I mean, Uh, that's come on. They should have just called it best man. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, really? Nope. Well, what about Godzilla? Godzilla is canonically a woman because it ends in A. (laughs) It's not Godzilla. It's it's not Mr. Godzilla. It's Godzilla. (laughs) What's up, my Godzilla (laughs) exes? Yeah, I mean, it is weird because, like, that is something we've been seeing in this magazine of, like, kind of, I guess, in general, women being boxed out. In a, For sure. I mean, a way, sense. Like, when, when the game counselors first started, like, it was a pretty diverse group. Mm-hmm. And by this point, actually, this, this was the one exception, but at this point, it's just guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they were also, we didn't mention this when we were talking about it earlier, but there are, like, girls that write in. Uh, sure. To the the mailbox and stuff, and and they write, "Hey, is this the doll magazine?" <laughs> I'm looking I- for an American doll. <laughs> Am I at the right place? <laughs> they, they talk about rocking their Nintendo tapes. They're playing Zelda. Yeah. They're playing, you know, like they're playing video yeah. games. And uh, but yeah, that's a great point. I mean, we just heard from Sarah Gilbert, a woman in. <laughs> Gaming, I I'm I'm happy. We heard a few. We heard a few women. A member in this of magazine. the Hollywood elite. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, I think the one thing they could have done to just make this like uh, really bring in both genders is if it was like Howard and uh, uh, Nestelda. <laughs> yeah. Nestelda making Ness uh, a, a Nestera Nesta. Who who would you say at this time period or like for <laughs> early gaming? Who's going to be the first big female character in gaming that's going to come out? Sam, well, Samus. Samus, yeah. Samus, oh, we are, we are, of course. We, we are such nerds. We were both... Samus! Samus! Samus don't Samus. finish your question, stupid. Samus! 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 I love you! Girl! Please! Please notice I, me, Senpai. Samus! I, I think I broke my mic saying that. You swallowed it. I saw... <laughs> 
Okay. I was going to say something from Mortal Kombat. They have a girl in there, don't they? Sonya Blade. Great. But, but that follows the the really, like you were saying, it's like the one female character in fighting that's, games. Yeah. That's... Um, modern games, it's way more balanced. But for a long, like Street Fighter, mm-hmm. you had Chun-Li, and yep. they didn't add another woman character until... Mm-hmm. Who's the next one? Uh, Cammy, right? Oh, I played a really rough game. They had um, the first, like... <laughs> the princess peach had her own game uh-huh and the whole mechanic was she she would get really emotional <laughs> <laughs> to solve puzzles like you would need to make her cry to fill up like oh <laughs> to fill up like a bathtub i really like that. i was gonna say <laughs> luigi I would work just as well out of like that. that i would have been like i totally get this <laughs> I was going to say, I do like the mechanic of turning, like Zelda became her own playable character. Peach became her own. So it turns the like quest girl into, now you play as Peach, you play as Zelda in Smash Bros and everything. So I think that's good. Rosalina, sure. We can talk about her, I guess. It's got, she sucks. (laughs) What do you got against Rosalina? She's like cosmic. Somehow she just always beats me at every game where she's involved. She'll always beat me. This piece of Mario Party. Yeah. Yep. She's, she's your nemesis. She's, she's my not nemesis. a bad character. You no, just... I respect as her as a girl girl boss, but I don't <laughs> like her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so who's our <laughs> who's our best overall? What what is our best overall here? And are there any female characters in any of these games? Tetris. Ooh. <laughs> best uh, overall? No, best female character. <laughs> <laughs> Which block is female? <laughs> the pink ones, Weston. <laughs> um. I'm going to say best overall, Mega Man 2. Yeah, that's that's my, that's my favorite. I would believe that from this list. Uh, you're definitely a huge Mega Man fan. I like Mega Man. Which uh, one do I think is going to win or which is my favorite? Which is your favorite? I have not played any of these. Uh, Tetris. I haven't played. Oh, well, sure. Tetris. <laughs> uh, no, I think I've played Mega Man 2 at one point. I'll say that. Uh, no, okay. I'm going to go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, this is tough. I think... I think I'll go Tetris. I think that's the best game here. Okay. That's pr- the right answer, but mm-hmm. like, because Tetris is absolutely like it changed the mm-hmm. <laughs> the scene. Yep. Tetris changed everything. Yeah. You guys ever played Girl Tetris? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Poyo Poyo? <laughs> Columns is Girl Tetris. All right. Yeah. I, I think we've got nothing else. I uh, KP, we always end this magazine by okay. we always give Howard and Nestor a rating, one out of 10. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, Their performance in the comic. Just kind of how we're currently, yeah. what our current like feeling towards them is. Okay. Uh, Let me go back to this comic. I I, I'm pretty confident it. where I'm at. It was. Yeah, you want to um, go first? Yeah, I mean, this was just a clear reset issue. Like we've been getting a little more complicated, and like I've been really appreciating them like going out of their bounds. But they're back to square one. It's we just got a classic Howard abusing the crap out of Nestor. Mm-hmm. So Nestor, for you know, uh, you know, just being a little a kid who doesn't know better, can't really, you know. You know, try to do and say, I don't know, you know, just you're a one out of 10. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, then Nestor then, gets a one. Okay. Yeah. And then Howard, I'm also going to get like a two. I, I, I just really wasn't impressed. Okay. I, I'll go one. I, I pretty, I was pretty, okay. both are ones for me this time. I just really, <laughs> I, I felt like I wasn't impressed this okay. round personally. Um, I can go next. Uh, so Nestor's being the most Nestor that ever nestered. Um, and yeah. he's suffering endlessly for it, which, uh, I, I dig it. I'm here for this. So, uh, I'm gonna give Nestor a three. 
Okay. Uh, for just being in Nestor form. Um, I'm going to give Howard a zero because I think he's really scary and evil in this one. Some Shutter Island shit going on. Mm-hmm. Really? And he, uh, like, he spooked you. If you, sometimes you like the spooky guy. Yeah. Sometimes you like the spook. I'm not in for This is like funny games for me where it's like I don't want to watch home invasion horror movies. They mm-hmm. disturb me. I'm just going to give him a zero. Okay. I'm yeah. going to give him a... Didn't I give him a null before? I'll give him a zero this Give him a zero. Yeah, I'll I think I appreciate it. And uh, then uh, the hunks, I'm going to give them... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give the guy on the left a seven and the guy on the right a seven. Great. Um, now, this is my first yeah. meeting. So... I felt so much. They really made me feel a lot. Oh, so mine yeah. are going to be pretty oh. high. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. Uh, I would say Nestor, by the end, I did kind of want to hit him once. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but like hard. Yeah. <laughs> once but hard. He, he was being lippy. I'll say it. He was a bit lippy. He was talking a lot and not listening. But So I'm going to give him a four. Okay. Uh, Howard, now I'm you know re-looking at it, knowing what I know. I've come around on the guy. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of get what's going on here. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I have a lot of empathy for the guy. I, Wait, I am really? not, yeah, I'm not sure I wouldn't huh. do the same. <laughs> you wouldn't Munchausen a boy. I think I would Munchausen Nestor. Okay. Uh, and just be like, how did, how, how did 10 pounds of sand yeah, taste? Howard for me is a nine. <laughs> All right. Nestor's a four. Howard's a nine. Yeah. Okay, great. That's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, that's uh. That's the issue. We did it. <laughs> I was for the record. I was about to do a slide whistle, and I didn't. So I do want credit for that. <laughs> All right, congratulations. You could do a Mario's. Oh yeah. KP, where do people find you? What do you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on Instagram's my main and at KP if that's cool. And I'm also part of a comedy trio that does a lot of fun uh, live performing and video, and that's. Best Actress. You can find us at at Best Actress LA. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming to be on the show, too. Cool, yeah, Thank you. Yeah. you it, was, it was a little blast. <laughs> yeah. It was a total blast. I, I don't really want to give us, like, me and Weston some special credit on remembering to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. This is so good, you guys. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Thanks, KP. Yeah. Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. That's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. Yeah, look, I had to go a little crazy. I apologize. <laughs> this is the first time I've actually felt like you've crossed the line. I, no, I, no, come on. You don't think I'm, <laughs> no, come on. You don't think I'm already crossed the line? <laughs>